Would you really want to spend money on ads for a book you're never going to earn royalties from? Today, I'm going to share with you a case study of mine where I have so far spent a total of £370, that's about $520, to advertise three perma-free books through Facebook ads and Amazon ads. As a side note, perma-free books are books that are permanently available for free. I'm also going to be sharing how much I spent on each ad platform, which platform performed the best, whether it was worth the time and money investment, and ultimately whether advertising a perma-free book is right for you. Let's discuss. Welcome back. This is episode three of the Author Ads Academy podcast, where I'm here to help you navigate the choppy waters of author advertising and ultimately help you to sell more books so that you can build an amazing career as an author. I'm your host, Matt Holmes. Great to be with you today. Hope you're having a fantastic week, a fantastic day, wherever you are. And I appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's episode. All right. So as I mentioned, we're going to be looking at a case study of mine where I have been advertising three perma-free books. Perma-free means books that are permanently available for free. So let's dive into the case study. So to give you some context, the three books are part of my seven-day author series. So the first book, book one, is on book advertising, book two is on Amazon ads, and book three is on Facebook ads. As I mentioned, the books are in a series, but they can be read in any order. So book one was released on the 5th of January 2021, book two on the 5th of February, and book three on the 11th of March. Now, if you've never actually made a book free on Amazon, you can't price it as free through KDP when you're setting up your book to be published. Instead, what you have to do is publish it at 99 cents or 2.99, for example, on Amazon. And then you also need to publish your book to another platform such as Kobo or Barnes and Noble and price it free on these platforms. Then contact KDP through your KDP dashboard and ask them to price match it to your book on this other platform or these other platforms such as Kobo or Barnes and Noble. Yes, this is a little bit of a convoluted way of doing things, but that's how they roll. Now, I started running Facebook ads and Amazon ads to book one and book two. I ran them for about a month and mid-February, after running $5 a day Facebook ads, I stopped running the Facebook ads purely because I couldn't track the sales and the downloads that they were generating. Instead, I focused on the Amazon ads as I could clearly see in black and white that these were performing really well. It's also worth noting that I created a paperback version of each book, which readers can opt to buy, but these aren't free. They are $9.99 and I make around $2 in royalties per copy with the paperbacks. So as of recording, I've only made about seven sales of the paperback books, but I'm not advertising the paperbacks at all. I'm purely focusing on the eBooks. If not to make royalties then, what's my goal with all of this? Why am I spending all this money on advertising? So I have a lot of experience with ads and I want to help as many authors as possible with them because I know how overwhelming and difficult they can be. So that's what these books are providing. They're providing value to authors. Now at the front and the back of each book, as well as throughout the books themselves, I have a call to action to a reader magnet or a lead magnet, as you might know it as, to provide authors with even more help and resources with a free three-part video training series where I show authors how to plan, build and launch ads. 
on the big three advertising platforms for authors, Facebook ads, Amazon ads, and BookBub ads. If you're interested in this free three-part video series, head on over to matthewjhomes.com forward slash jumpstart. I'm also testing a different reader magnet for the Facebook ads book that I've released in the past week or so, where I've put together a bundle of resources that I use on a daily basis to help authors plan and track their ads. Now it's early days with this particular reader magnet at the moment, but it has already started generating subscribers, which is a really, really good sign. If you're interested in this bundle of resources, you can learn more at matthewjhomes.com forward slash bundle. Now, each time someone signs up to one of these reader magnets, they are added to my email list and I continue to provide value for as long as they are on my list through email content. On top of this, I have something I'm currently working on behind the scenes that I'll be launching over the next few months that will help authors take everything they learn in these books and the emails to another level. This is something not really seen before in the author community, so I'm really, really excited about that. Now, I can't say anything more about what it is just yet, so stay tuned to the podcast, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, as I'll be releasing details about this exciting new project over the coming weeks and months. So that's my goal and my sort of strategy behind everything I'm doing here. Let's now then take a look at the ads themselves. As I mentioned, I did run Facebook ads for a while, but I stopped them after about a month, but I'll briefly cover what I did with the Facebook ads here. So I set up one campaign at $5 per day in ad spend using Dynamic Creative. And if you don't know what Dynamic Creative is, essentially it's where you supply a number of assets to Facebook, such as images, text, headlines, buttons, and they will do the testing for you rather than you doing it yourself manually. I've got another episode planned in the future for the podcast where I'm going to be going deeper into Dynamic Creative. If you can't wait that long, however, I've got an in-depth guide on my website, which you'll find at matthewjhomes.com forward slash dynamic. I'll leave links to all these resources I've mentioned so far in the show notes, so don't worry about remembering them all. Within this one $5 per day campaign, I found two good audiences to target, and I ran the same Dynamic Creative ad to these two audiences. After around seven to 10 days, the Dynamic Creative found a winning image and it found a winning piece of ad copy and a winning headline. So I then created standard ads, as in non-dynamic creative ads, based on these winners that the Dynamic Creative had found. And then I ran ads to different audiences that I found using Facebook Audience Insights, which is a free tool from Facebook to help you find audiences to show your ads to. These new ads worked well for books one and two. They gathered social proof. The CPCs were a little bit higher than I would have liked. So with more time, I could have lowered these CPCs cost per clicks. They did have good CTRs, click-through rates. But as I mentioned earlier, I couldn't track the downloads from the ads. So I decided to turn them off around mid-February and instead focused on the Amazon ads. In total then, I spent around 180 pound, which is approximately $250 on the Facebook ads, and that delivered around 500 clicks in total. So let's move on then to the Amazon ads, as this is where the bulk of the results really came from. Starting with book one then, I created four separate campaigns, each with a budget of $5 per day, and each campaign used a different targeting option. So I used keyword targeting in one, automatic targeting in another, category targeting in another, and product targeting in the fourth campaign. 
Now, this is all mumbo jumbo to you. Don't worry. I've got several future episodes planned where we'll be diving much deeper into Amazon ads and the targeting options available. I use Publisher Rocket to gather the keywords for the keyword targeting ads. Now, Publisher Rocket is a great tool for Amazon ads keyword research, as well as research in general for optimizing your books. I'll leave a link to Publisher Rocket in the show notes if you're interested in finding out more about this tool. So these ads for book one, I initially let run for seven days before optimizing anything at all. So I left them completely untouched. After those first seven days, I was coming into my dashboard around twice per week to look at the data, adjust bids, I removed targets that weren't generating any clicks so that the ad budget could be more concentrated on the targets that were actually generating clicks and more importantly sales. Not that they are sales really I suppose but they are downloads because the books are free. Amazon's terminology for this is orders whether they are free books or paid books. I also spent 15 to 20 minutes each time I came into the ads dashboard just doing a little bit of research on Amazon.com and finding more relevant uh, products, books that I could target with my ads that were similar to the book that I was advertising or at least targeted towards author marketing, which is what the book is all about, book one of the series. Also, any targets or products that generated orders, I would increase the bid on these targets by one or two cents just to see if I could improve the number of orders from these targets. Now after about a month, so about four weeks or so, the automatic targeting campaign hadn't generated a single click, let alone any orders. So I turned this off. The other campaigns I kept running as they were still delivering good results. When book two was published, I created two new campaigns, specifically for book two, each with a daily budget of $5 per day. And these two new campaigns, one was category targeting and one was product targeting. Now, the reason I only chose two campaigns here for book two was because the category ads and the product ads were performing the best by a country mile for book one. So this is what I was going to focus on for book two. At the same time as doing this, I actually turned off the keyword ad for book one because although it was generating a few sales, it was lagging behind a lot compared to the category ads and the product ads. Now I used the same categories and the same products that I was targeting with book one for these new campaigns for book two. I also added some additional targets because this book was specifically about Amazon ads, whereas book one was more about book advertising in general and building out a strategy. So. I found books that were related to Amazon ads for authors and these became some new targets to test for book two. Again, as with book one, with book two, I let the ads run for seven days completely untouched. Then I started coming in around twice a week to look at the data, adjust bids, add more targets, remove targets that had delivered clicks but no sales, just so that the small ad spend was focusing on what was working. I set up Amazon ads for book three as soon as it was available for free on amazon.com, although it did get a few sales organically before it became free. Now, as I already had the data from the Amazon ads for the previous two books, I set up one single Amazon ad for book three. The previous campaigns for the other books were sort of like my research campaigns, if you like. They had been out and done the legwork and found what worked, what didn't. So when it came to book three, I knew what was going to work from a targeting standpoint. 
So this one campaign for book three was a product targeting campaign where I am purely targeting very particular books that are related to the book I'm advertising, which is all about Facebook ads. So as well as using targets that have worked well for books one and two, I also added some new targets, which were books all about Facebook ads for authors. So that's a rundown of the basic sort of setup that I used for these Amazon ads. So let's now take a look at how the Amazon ads are looking at the moment. So I currently have three product targeting campaigns, that's it, on my Amazon ads dashboard, and they each have a budget of $5 per day. Each campaign is targeting around 30 individual books, and the bids range from between 30 cents and 80 cents. And by bids, I mean what I'm prepared to pay for a single click on one of my ads. The average CPCs, so the average cost per click for all ads combined is around 50 cents per click. Over the lifetime of the ads, this is including ads that have now been turned off, I've spent around $280, which is about 200 pounds. This has generated approximately 570 clicks and around 390 orders or downloads. This is a solid conversion rate of around 67% which is really, really good, but the book being free will have a lot to do with this high conversion rate. And so far the ads are delivering around 10 to 20 orders per day directly from the ads, but I'm getting a lot more organic sales as I'll cover in a minute. Now at the time of recording this podcast, I've had around uh, 3,400 downloads. That's with all three books, but only around 390 of those came from the ads themselves. The rest have been organic sales by having a good rank in the Amazon store and through my email list. Now, speaking of ranks on Amazon, here's how things are currently looking. So book one is ranked at around 2,800. Book two is ranked around 1,100. And book three is ranked around 2,100. Now, these ranks are all in the free Kindle store, not the paid Kindle store. They're two completely different uh, lists, two different stores, if you like and they each have their own uh, ranking system. Now, a few days ago, there was a massive spike in downloads of book two, and book two is all about Amazon ads. I think, but I can't be 100% sure that this was due to Amazon emailing my book out to their customers who may be interested in the topic of Amazon ads. As in that single day alone, I had 826 orders, 747 of which were of book two. This massive, massive spike in sales also shot book two right up the charts and had a peak rank of 176 in the free Kindle store that day. So that was really, really good. And it also helped to improve the sales of the other books because they are in a series and I have the series ribbon on each of the product pages so people can see all the books in that series on the product page. Now I have recently started running ads for each of these books on amazon.co.uk but so far they aren't generating results anywhere near the same level as the amazon.com store. For the UK then I've so far spent around £23 which is around $32 and this amount of ad spend has generated 140 clicks approximately and resulted in 57 orders. So that's still around a 40% conversion rate which is which is strong. It's good. It's a good conversion rate. Now the CPCs, the cost per clicks are much lower on amazon.co.uk than they are for amazon.com. So I'm averaging around a 16 pence or 22 cents uh, cost per click on amazon.co.uk, which is less than 
half of the Amazon.com uh, cost per clicks. On Amazon.co.uk then, I'm currently running one product targeting ad and one category targeting ad for each of the three books. As we'll cover in future episodes, it is very difficult to get Amazon ads to spend your money. So even with a potential daily budget of $15 on Amazon.com, I'm only spending around 10. I can't seem to spend more than that with the $15 per day budget that I've got between the three campaigns. And even when I started running ads for book one, despite having a potential daily budget of $20, I was lucky if the ads would spend $5. So as I said, we'll cover different ways of scaling Amazon ads in future episodes. Now, all in all, I'm glad I did test the Facebook ads, but without the concrete data to know if they are working correctly and actually generating downloads, I feel I definitely did the right thing by focusing on the Amazon ads because I can really see the data in black and white on the Amazon ads dashboard. So I'm selling around an average of 10 to 20 bucks a day with the Amazon ads alone. Now this figure wasn't consistently higher with the Facebook ads turned on, so I don't believe they were having a big impact on the results. Now not all the orders are coming from the Amazon ads directly. In fact, most of them are organic sales, organic downloads. However, each sale, whether organic or from the Amazon ads, results in an improved Amazon bestseller rank, also known as an ABSR for short. So with this improved Amazon bestseller rank, ABSR, I'm getting more visibility of the books and they are getting more and more orders, more and more downloads without me having to pay for the clicks in Amazon ads. So on average, there are between 70 and 80 downloads orders per day of the books. And around 15 to 20% of these are coming from the ads directly. The rest are organic. So then the ultimate question, should you be running ads to permit-free books? This is going to depend entirely on your core objective and your strategy to achieve that core objective. Now, if the words core objective and strategy make you want to go and run the proverbial mile in the opposite direction, then I recommend you pick up a free copy of my book, The Seven Day Author's Guide to Book Advertising, where I walk you through how to determine your core objective, as well as building out a one-page strategy to help you achieve that core objective. This is book one in the seven day author series that we're discussing in this episode. You can visit matthewjhomes.com forward slash books to grab your free copy. If your core objective is to build an email list that you can make your money back with further down the line, a free book is an amazing way to bring people into your ecosystem, onto your email list and nurture these people over time until a certain percentage of them will become paying customers. Books are also an amazing way to build authority in your field of expertise. The only uh, danger, if you can call it that, with free books is that a lot of people don't ever get around to reading them. They just get added to a reader's TBR, which stands for a uh, to-be-read list, but they are never actually read. So that's just one thing to bear in mind, that yes, people will read them, but there'll be a lot of people that just download them because they're free and they won't actually ever get around to reading them. If you have a fiction series with several books in that series, then having book one of that series free is a superb way to bring as many people in as possible into your world. Again, you do run the risk of attracting freebie seekers who will never go on to buy books two, three, four, etc. But all these free downloads do boost visibility of book one, so you will inevitably attract readers who do try your book one out for free and then go on to read the rest of your series and potentially become lifelong fans of your work, of your books. 
Now the read through from a free book one to a paid book two of a fiction series tends to be relatively low as most people who read free books don't tend to buy paid books unless those books are absolutely incredible. You also need to bear in mind that there are two Kindle stores on Amazon. There's the paid store and there's the free store. They used to be one of the same but now they are separate. So you could have a free book that is ranked incredibly well in the free Kindle store but if it was paid it could rank horribly in the paid Kindle store. So if you have a series, particularly a fiction series, I recommend pricing your book at 99 cents as a minimum. Don't go free as you will see potentially poor read through. This is just based on my experience. So by all means feel free to test having book one free. And with fiction, most authors do want to make money from their books. They don't have a back-end system in place for earning money from. So you won't receive as much in the way of royalties, pricing your book at 99 cents, instead of the 70% royalty that you'll get if your book was priced at 2.99 or above. Pricing it at 99 cents, you're going to get 35% royalty. But our Reese leaders have paid for something for the book and not just picked up a free copy with no intention of ever reading it. They've got skin in their game, if you like. And with your book being priced at 99 cents, it will be in the paid Kindle store. So you do have the potential to rank high in the paid store. And if you can increase your sales of your 99 cent book, you will receive increased visibility from Amazon. Then if you have good read through from book one to two, book two to three, etc., you will also see a boost in ranking and therefore sales from these other books in your series as more people are coming into your world and wanting to continue with the other books in that series. Now, if you don't want to price your book at 99 cents permanently or even free permanently due to royalty reasons or it could be for branding reasons, you could choose to be exclusive to Amazon and run what are known as Kindle countdown deals. So Kindle countdown deals are a perk of being exclusive to Amazon where you can reduce the price of your book to free or just less than the standard list price that you have most of the time. And when pricing your book to free, you can do so for up to five days. And if you're reducing your book to let's say 99 cents, for example, then you can do so for seven days maximum. This scarcity offer of a time-based promotion can really help to encourage readers to actually take action and buy your book. Also with Kindle Countdown deals, even at 99 cents, you will receive a 70% royalty for every sale rather than the 35% royalty that you would receive by pricing your book to 99 cents manually. So that's another great perk of Kindle Countdown deals. And we'll cover Kindle Countdown deals in much more detail in a future episode. To sum up then, if you have a fiction book in a series, I would recommend pricing that first book in the series to 99 cents due to better read through to your other books than when that first book is free. If you're trying to build an email list, build exposure, authority, then a perma-free book can be a great solution to achieve this. If you have the cash flow to sustain the ad spend until you start seeing paying customers as a result of your books. Even if you write non-fiction books and you write in a series, you could offer book one of that series for free and the other books within that same series at 99 cents or above. This is another strategy that I've seen work superbly well. All right, I'd love to know, have you ever advertised a perma-free book? Are you advertising one now? What did or what do your results look like? If you've never advertised a perma-free book before, after hearing today's episode, would you perhaps try it out? Or are you firmly on the side of advertising books where you will generate direct royalties as a result of 
advertising. Shoot me an email on matt at matthewjhomes.com and let me know. I would love to hear from you. You can also find today's show notes and links and all the resources mentioned in this episode at matthewjhomes.com forward slash episode three. That's the number three. Now, if you haven't already done so and you found value in today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you could consider subscribing to the Author Ads Academy podcast. This essentially tells me that you are enjoying the content and I'm providing value to you. It will also help the content and this podcast to reach more authors who are venturing into the world of advertising. Thank you so much for that. So on next week's episode, we're going to be discussing how much you should be spending on ads. And honestly, it really isn't as much as you think it might be. So thanks again for listening to today's episode. I hope you've got a lot of value out of it. And I really hope you have a fantastic week writing, a fantastic week marketing, and I'll see you again for another episode real soon.